Yeah, 12, 12. Just said it. Yeah. 300 million times four <laughs> is 1,200 million. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? Who's with me on this? <laughs> get enough of us already this week we decided to come at you again with a january special uh welcome back to the quick and painless pro wrestling podcast i am one of your hosts uh carter and i am your other host dylan and this is the healthiest pro wrestling prod podcast you're ever gonna listen to no it is not you are you are subpar in the health department you said you're at what, 45%? Yeah, 40, 42 to 45. But climbing, I'm, 45 I'm and climbing. 45 and slowly ascending. Nice. Yeah. So At a very are, slow pace. What are your symptoms? Um, well, they've been like chills, um, congestion, and a couple other things that I don't think people really want to hear. Yeah, this is a PG show. Yeah, we don't want to make it PG-13. No. No, that wouldn't be good. And no. this all started, what, right around the time SmackDown was on, or? Uh, shortly after I saw the Lana Rusev and Lashley segment. <laughs> well, that was on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's when I first got infected. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well... Let's hope that by the end of all of this, we'll just we'll air some things out, and maybe that will clear your sinuses, and you will be yeah. back to 100%. I definitely need some stuff cleansed. So maybe, um, maybe you could give us just like random health updates throughout the episode. Okay, like every five minutes, be like, all right, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> 50%. Here comes the cough. 52. Hold on, let me, everybody, I'm blowing my nose right now. Hold on. 35. Ah, slowly descending. Well, we better uh, squeeze as much out of you as we can while we got you. Yeah. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. Freshly picked Gray Parison. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So. Uh, so our specials, the, the first special we did, if you recall, or if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Um, but if you have been here before, welcome back. Uh, the first special we did was around Christmas time where we did letters to Santa um, asking for specific things for Christmas in regards to wrestling for the year 2020. Um, that turned out pretty well as it seems like some of that's starting to pay off. We're seeing maybe some, some cross-promotional activity among brands with NWA and ROH and maybe that'll spill over for uh, AEW and New Japan and maybe even NXT eventually too. Who knows? Uh so we're starting to see that. Uh, is there anything else that came true? Um, well, I'm still not seeing any money in my pocket yet. So <laughs> still Just, wait, still waiting on that, Santa. Well, mm. <laughs> damn Santa. 
Um, so the specials, I guess my point to all of that is, is they will break away from our traditional format. We will no, not do best things and worst things of the week during our specials. This is more of just kind of an open format show, uh, allowing us to maybe be a little bit more long-winded on a specific topic or um, segment or match or whatever the case may be. So uh, I guess with that said, uh, what do you want to talk about today, Dylan? Well, when you brought this up to me, I think you had the idea of possibly talking about um, promos uh, that in uh, in professional wrestling, scripted versus unscripted promos, and what are the positives and negatives of said said uh, subject, right? Yeah, and I think where I was going with that was not not just exclusively promos. Um, but just how the character is, how the character acts, and the kind of the direction of a character. Um, you know, it being in said character's hands versus in the hands of creative or, um, you know, the bookers or whoever, whatever. Yes. Um, and that's, and I guess the reason I brought that up is because that seems to be kind of a, a hot button for you also. Um, I know that you're not exactly a fan of scripted promos is that right not a big fan no that that is definitely right so you are if you're to take sides you would be on the side of unscripted yes definitely more so on the side of unscripted um not saying that you know creative needs to dictate everything that a performer says or does while they're out there in front of an audience um but I feel like performers should have a little bit more room to try and be themselves and come up with some things off the top of their head that they can use to get their promo across. I mean, they definitely need like bullet points to address while they're out there. But as far as letting more of their character come out and just coming up, like I said, coming up it, up with it off the top of their heads as opposed to just memorizing lines, I feel like that really limits um, the performer trying to get their character across. Yeah, and, um, you know, this this originally came up when, uh, if, in a, if you're familiar with Corey Graves' After the Bell podcast, he actually uh, mentioned this because he was talking about this in regards to the Street Profits, saying that, you know, they were great on NXT, um, the way that they were presented and, and how they were able to come across. Now that they're called up and they're on Raw, they're just doing backstage segments and it's just kind of stale. Um, so you've kind of, you know, you know, ruined, I don't want to say ruined, but because, you know, for the most part, they're still scripted in NXT, just like they would be scripted in on Raw. But the difference here is, is that, you know, you, you're just not letting the characters be themselves because you are putting them in a box and making them do like, you know, weekend update SNL type skits or, um, you know, hosting raw and saying, Oh, can, can you believe what just happened? And <laughs> instead of just them being themselves. Right. Uh, it's definitely like, uh, it seems like that's something that's seen quite a bit with NXT talent coming up to raw or SmackDown. They basically, just feel like a more watered down version of themselves as compared to when they were on NXT. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you compare that to 
AEW. And you've got guys that are, you know, traditionally great at promos. I mean, Moxley is incredible. Cody, incredible. Uh, Joey Janela is is also, I mean, his promos are great also. Um, you know, these guys that just have a knack for talking and telling a story about who their character is, allowing them to do that more freely just really gets the product over because you believe it more. If it's if it's coming from them specifically, it is going to be more believable because they they believe it, so it forces the audience to believe it too. Yes, yes, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess the direction we sh- we should go with this is talking about who's allowed to be themselves, who benefits from from being themselves, and um, who benefits from scripted promos. Um, what do you? I guess as far as that goes, uh, there's quite a few people, and I guess not quite a few, but there are people in WWE who are allowed to kind of be themselves, who get a little bit more rope, uh, more slack, I guess, than others. Um, Bray Wyatt is is the first one that comes to mind. You know, he's kind of has that that freedom to oh, yeah, really explore his character. Yeah, because he's such a good talker in the first place so i mean you can just tell looking at some of the segments that he does for like the firefly fun house or you know even some of the stuff that he did in the past you know he really understands his character and he has that way of projecting his character out to the audience Um, how do you think he got that i mean how do you get that freedom (sighs) money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean slipping a 20 in Vince's pocket you know before he, before he goes out to the ring yeah <laughs> in a popsicle so. uh, but I mean honestly I was thinking about it and it's like Bray Wyatt I mean we've talked about it before he was Husky Harris before this so it's not like he did anything groundbreaking with Husky Harris to really like, oh, that guy did a lot for us Let's let's go ahead and let him do whatever he wants now. Right, exactly. I don't know. Just obviously they saw something in uh, Mr. Husky that they liked. <laughs> it's Mr. Harris to you. Yeah. Husky he'll, H. He'll always be Mr. Husky to me. Double H. Double H, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, obviously they saw something in him that they felt confident in letting him go out there and, you know, doing his own promos. Now this is all pure speculation. I mean, it's not special like we have, speculation. It's a special speculation that we have and we don't know for sure if this is exactly what you know, what the case is with Bray Wyatt, but you know, just from watching the show and seeing everything that he's done, it just appears to us that he has a lot more freedom in his promos than a lot of other people do in that company. Which is, it blows my mind because, you know, obviously Moxley went on Talk is Jericho and he was talking about how much he hated um, his scripts. And it's crazy to me that someone like Mox would have scripts and be forced to memorize these scripts and say things that is written for him. And, And Bray Wyatt doesn't have that. I mean, I'm sure he still has direction he's given. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. 
but it just it's just crazy, you know, because the two are really on the same level as far as promo ability. Yeah, Moxley is really intense in his promos. Um, he also he does a really good job. So it's one it's weird to think about like how can two people with the same promo abilities, um, one being have able such to different limitations have such yeah have such different limitations on what they can and cannot do. That's kind of weird. It is weird. And it's, but, you know, and it's funny. We were talking about um, previous uh, um, personas, Husky Harris, um, Shorty G. Chad Gable. <laughs> that was a dramatic pause. <laughs> I was going to let it go as long as I needed to, too. Uh, if I knew you were doing that, I would have just let it go for even longer. Oh, that was um, great. Yeah, but Chad Gable. Yeah, I mean that that to me screams let's Scripted. see how uh, <laughs> yes, but let's see how much how far we can push this guy. Let's see what we can like get away doing, with. <laughs> like they're doing it as some sort of like sick joke on him or something. Like a test, I guess. They're hazing him. They're hazing Shorty G. Well, cuz I mean you you've got Kane that was Dwight Yankum. Or Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum. Dwight, Dwight Yankum. Yankum. That's a country singer. Yeah. Dwight Yoakum. <laughs> Dwight Yoakum. <laughs> Dwight Yankum. That's my new gimmick. <laughs> um, Disgraced former, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Dental but, assistant. Yeah. But not, full on, not a full-on dentist, but dental assistant. <laughs> right. And a country singer on the side. Yeah. On the weekends. I don't really have shows. I just do open mic night. Yeah, I give people uh, cleanings on stages. <laughs> if it goes poorly. If it goes poorly, yeah, that's my last resort. <laughs> okay, who needs some help here? Yeah. Oh, nobody's uh, clapping. You got a cavity, sir? You got a cavity? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Ma'am? Um, yeah, but so, so, I mean, Kane was Isaac Yankum. Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris. Um, what are what are some other big ones? I mean, Chad Gable was Chad Gable, and now he's Shorty G. And I hope to God. Yeah, so he's going in the opposite direction. He started <laughs> right, off good, yeah. but now he's going down. He's probably going to become as, like, a dental assistant. No, he's going to play the play the part of a uh, patient suing a dentist <laughs> for malpractice. Yeah. Tommaso Ciampa was the what? He was the lawyer, lawyer that was. Suing the Undertaker or something like that? Wasn't that just like a one-time thing, though? Yes. That they just did for a segment. So that doesn't really count. That I counts. Eh. <laughs> that doesn't count. Johnny Gargano was like a sultan or something? No. Um, Rikishi was the sultan. Do you remember that? The sultan? The sultan. Remember Which, at WrestleMania... <laughs> Remember at WrestleMania 13 where um, The Rock went against the Sultan? Yeah. Yeah, that was Rikishi. That's right. Yeah. Well, Rikishi was a couple different things. I'm sure he was. The Sultan is the only one that I can remember right now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's a test. Like, can you get over with whatever we give you. If that's the case, that's 
kind of really messed up. I mean, you're a, you are a company that has some pretty high investments going into you and you're just going to roll the dice on like potentially a performer, like give them a character that's absolutely hard to get over and you're just going to take a chance on that. I mean, they do it all the time. Yeah, but it's stupid in a way, isn't it? Like it's really risky. I would agree. Look at the B yeah. team. The what team? The B team. Oh yeah, the B team. They're still which, floating, still floating around there. Yeah, which yeah. I mean, that, that's another team of that's another I guess group of people that's great on the mic. I, Bo Dallas, I thought was awesome. Yeah. I really Which, liked him when he was doing his uh, Believe thing. You remember that? Yeah, that was when he was NXT champ. Yeah, and he did that. He did that for a little while on the uh, when he got put on Raw too. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of just like fizzled that, away. It's weird that they haven't put him with Bray Wyatt. Uh, is it because is it common knowledge? among like the fans that they're brothers I think so I mean I don't think you have to be like that deep of a wrestling fan to know that at this point well I don't think they've ever like publicly said that on air no. I mean they might have at some point but as far as I know they haven't yeah I don't know yeah but Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Chad Gable, though, <laughs> seriously, no. Yeah, uh, okay, he, Chad Gable. Yeah, I. He has potential to be amazing. No, he's a great worker. He's a great he really wrestler. Is. Yeah, it's just for some reason they think like these good workers need some sort of stupid gimmick on them. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, like I said, letting them just kind of go out and be themselves and do like an extension of their personality in mm. order to get over. So it's just, it's crazy sometimes. It's just, it's weird just, well, just sitting here and talking this whole thing out. It's just, I wonder how they're, how like those people's minds really work. You know, the people behind the scenes, like Vince, you know, what, what is going through his mind? I don't know. <laughs> I guess if if we knew, we would, you know, have some of his success. Uh, yeah. We wouldn't be doing a podcast right now. You never know. We might. Yeah, yeah. Times, they are a-changing, they Secret, say. Secrets of Vince McMahon's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, imagine if he did everything he's done in his career or in his life as a businessman nowadays like modern times what do you mean uh like instead of buying the company from his father back in the what was it 70s 80s yeah um, like late 70s early 80s imagine if he bought it from him you know take all of that everything that has happened and but start that process now 2020 you know how different would that look based on the internet existing, social media existing, um, all these different mediums of media uh, existing, like podcasts, 
how different would it have to be to essentially take over the world in one sport or one entertainment medium? Not to use medium again. Well, I can, right. Medium. <laughs> medium rare. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It, God, it would definitely be a different company than what it was in the 80s when he took over. Yeah, I mean, the things that they maybe got away with uh, or or just the things that were popularized or whatever, it definitely wouldn't be the case now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could, nowadays you couldn't do like a cookie cutter baby face like Hulk Hogan and just get like the 100% fan admiration that they had, that fans had for Hogan back in the 80s. Yeah, that is, it's weird too, because it seems like WWE doesn't necessarily do anything wrong when it comes to that, and neither do the performers. It's just, it's how the crowd is. And it's so weird. I mean, think about Becky Lynch. Before, you know, when she entered the Rumble, when Lana, <laughs> Lana was injured, right? And she couldn't. Oh, hold couldn't on, I gotta, I gotta the, blow my nose real quick. Oh, oh, 42%. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Did you blow your nose? No, no, that was a, that's what we in the business like to call a callback to a previous thing that we mentioned. Okay. I mean, that was, I was going to say, if you did, how you did it so quickly and so efficiently that pun intended blew my mind. Oh, that was the purpose. Well done, sir. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Medium rare. Um... But when Lana couldn't make it to the ring, last Royal Rumble, and then Becky Lynch came out and took her place, I mean, that the place exploded. Like, people were so pumped. She was so over. And I'm not saying she's not now, but you find those those little, you know, smatterings of booze every once in a while when she comes out or whenever she's doing something well. And it's for no reason. It's like fans just, after a while, reject someone just because they've been hot for too long or something. I don't know. What I mean, what do you think, think they about just, that? Maybe fans just have a shorter uh, attention span these days. I think you it know, comes they back just to... Get, they just get bored with something so quickly like, oh god, we've seen this. Something yeah. else, please. Bring on something else. So yeah. I can like that for like two months and then start hating it also. Yeah. I think it comes back to overexposure. I think maybe that is what WWE does wrong, ultimately, is that they find something that the fans are into, they push it, and then they just pour it all over our faces. Like, okay, next week, Becky Lynch is kicking off the show. Next week, Becky Lynch is going to have a promo in the backstage. Next week, she's going to go, you know, it's... I always I remember when I was growing up and they you know watching award shows like the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever and for whatever reason I loved watching them I don't know why um, but growing up I did and I always thought it was interesting when you know let's say Al Pacino won an award but he wasn't there to accept it I was always like man that's that's crazy like you're this is like the top one percent of the top one percent being invited to this one you know, place where they're celebrating the best of the best, essentially. And you like, he's not even there. 
And, you know, I, I don't remember who I was talking with about it, but they were saying basically that their agents, uh, you know, direct them to do that, um, you know, just to not overexpose themselves or, you know, make people want you more. If you're less available, people want you more. You know, you want what you can't have, that whole thing or that old adage. But that is especially true now because, again, with social media and with the Internet and everything being available right at your fingertips, you want what you can't have. And if something is so inaccessible, especially if it's something that brings you such joy in the moment that you're experiencing it, you are going to want that more often. Yeah, like, you know, pizza. That's so funny. I was just going to say pizza too. Were you really? Yeah. You know, I love pizza. Pizza is my favorite thing in the world, but you know, I can't sit there and eat it like for three days in a row. I mean, I can, but but then after that third day, it's like, I don't want anymore. I'm done with you pizza. True. I don't, I don't want to see you again for like another two weeks. Two days at least. Yeah. At least very least two days. Too too much of a good thing is often a bad thing. Oh yeah, but they when when Austin was hot during like the mid to late nineties, like they pushed the crap out of him every week, and people just ate it up. Like you did not hear any booze for him though. Yeah, you didn't. But it was also he was only on Raw. Well, when they first brought out SmackDown, they were on both until they did the uh, the uh, brand thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There also was no social media and no internet, right? Or at least no... Um, there were message boards. Sure, but there wasn't like video <laughs> video sharing platforms. You know, you couldn't go on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter and just watch videos Right. Or be constantly bombarded with advertisements, you know, because, I mean, really, that's that's kind of what it is. Like, Becky Lynch is on top of the world, and she's all over, you know, Twitter advertisements, and, I mean, you name it. So, you think, so, from what I'm hearing, it sounds like technology also has a major influence in this as well. Totally. Because people... With the advancement of technology, people are indulging in more things, and they indulge in it so much that eventually it just wears so thin that you just don't don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Yeah, I kind of get that then. Like pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm gonna watch, if I'm gonna indulge myself in pizza on social media, it's just gonna make me want to eat it more. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, I have yet to. So I get uh, this text messages from uh, this pizza place around the corner here. <laughs> and I, yeah. Okay. I re- anytime you sign up for like a membership club, you know they'll send you like a text message or whatever, and then it's oh, like, I thought you meant like. A guy working at the pizza place would just like text you like, "Hey man, once a day or something." It's it's Thursday. You know what that we, means. We got a mushroom here for you. Are you interested? I mean, it's, we're not really that far off from that. But yeah, you know, you sign up for like a new rewards program, and then they'll send you a text message, and then you, it'll be like 
reply with stop to opt out of messaging. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I've never, I've never stopped. Uh, and I'll even get, though, like, even though you look at the text message and you're just like, God, okay, they can stop sending me this now. Yeah, but you never, you never reply with stop. Right, never. Yeah, <laughs> never reply. So they'll send me random, you know, deals or whatever, and then you know, we'll, I'll be at home and my phone will go off and. Brie will be like, hey, someone's texting you. And I'll be like, let me check. Oh, it's Chinelos. Guess what? Two large, two topping pizzas, 18 bucks. Let's do it. And Tony says hi, Brie. <laughs> also, yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh. But you know what? Chinelos doesn't text me every day. It's like well, every three days they, or something. They don't sound like they're the friendliest pizza place then. No, a true friend would text you every day. No, but they don't want to be overexposed. Uh, Bam! Full circle. Like a pizza. Uh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> now I want some pizza. Yes! <laughs> it worked. So, but not tomorrow, just today. Just today. I just actually today. already had pizza today. Did you really? Yeah. Was it Chanel's? It wasn't. <laughs> uh oh, Chanel's is going to be pissed. Well, hey, this is how we fish for sponsors. <laughs> uh, sign up for Chanel's and no. Yeah, no, I. It was uh, BJ's. 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 Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Do you right? guys just have you guys just have like ah never mind what I had pizza? something in yeah <laughs> yeah you guys just have pizza over there or what like, what's wrong with you boy they sure do have some pizza <laughs> no I was gonna go somewhere with it and then I was like well that's kind of true of all pizza chains so yeah I I scrapped it yeah BJ's is is a chain um it's I. It's, I don't know. It's, it's here, I guess, obviously. Right? Yeah. But it's here. It's there. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, pizza. it's, it's, it's places. So. Yeah. Yeah. They're that. See who wouldn't want to sponsor us after that. That is an ad. It just writes itself. It's here. It's there. It's pizza. Yeah. You want it? Go over there and get some. <laughs> <laughs> she it's bet, right she over there. It's right over there. Yeah. Thongs off. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. We kind of went off off there for a second, <laughs> got off track. See, may, you know what? Maybe maybe this should be scripted. Maybe that whole script thing's not such a bad idea after Yeah, all. I take back everything I said earlier about <laughs> stuff being scripted. If there wasn't scripts, then you'd have the Miz out there talking for 45 minutes about Wendy's. So. <laughs> yeah, could be. Yeah. yeah. Or pizza. So <laughs> we were we're talking about unscripted versus scripted, and then we talked about overexposure. And um, I think you know we talked about the benefits of being unscripted. You know, being able to explore your character more, uh, tell the story the way you want to tell it. But we didn't necessarily talk about the benefits of scripted. Now we we did talk about that. 
the disadvantages of being scripted. And I think that that disadvantage is the overexposure. And I think that's where that comes out or that's where it kind of comes into play. What do you think the advantages of being more scripted is, are, is are? Is are? Is are. <laughs> is are. Um, <laughs> Speaking carny now. Yeah. <laughs> um, advantages. Kazarni. Yep. I guess the advantages of having a scripted promo is having a more streamlined way of trying to get your point across. I guess being more direct with the fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I was to say anything about it, um, basically just having more control, I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Control over your performer. Um, control over what message you were giving to the audience. And, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there's more, but it's just not coming into my head right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately that is the number one advantage, is really just controlling the storyline from beginning to end, knowing exactly how it began, where it's going, and how it ends, what the payoff is going to be. Um, another, I can't help but think about all the cons, probably because we, we've witnessed scripted wrestling for so long that it's, it's so easy for us to point out the cons because we have seen where it's, it's failed. One thing that really comes to mind for me is, uh, Braun Strowman. Please explain. Braun Strowman was on fire. I mean, he was the hottest thing in WWE and could do no wrong. And then they gave him, there was one one episode where he was the number one contender and he was challenging Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was either backstage or somewhere else, basically filming via satellite. And Braun Strowman was out in the ring and he had a, a lot, basically a promo to, to say to Brock Lesnar. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if the, the lights were just too bright or what was going on, but he completely forgot his lines. And he was just kind of staring in the camera. Mm-hmm. It was really awkward and uncomfortable. And then it came out later that uh, that week that um, basically they were handing the keys to the kingdom to Braun Strowman. And then when he screwed that up, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it caused uh, Vince to balk at it and be like, well, maybe he's not ready. And then that completely ruined his push. Yeah. So... Warranted or unwarranted, I think that it's still just, it ruined his momentum because now I don't, I mean, I can't say he'll never be the same again, but it's going to take a lot more to get him back to that point now. Yeah, they're going to have to do a lot of damage control. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's pretty bad that we can wrap up the <laughs> the pros of being scripted. We can wrap that up super quick, mm-hmm. but then we can pretty much go on and on and on about the cons. Well, the cons are a lot easier to talk about than mm-hmm. probably the pros. I mean, cons, you can analyze every little negative aspect of it and just go on and on forever. But yeah, yeah. just to talk positive, positively about it, it's a lot harder to do. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess we could probably wrap this up. It's been an interesting interesting track or special I think special track track trackle 
Trackle. Oh, Trackle. Man, yeah. you are just. I'm, I'm just coming up with money makers wow. off the top of my head weekly. Wow. Trackle. Yep. Trackle. Well, I don't even know what that could be. Uh, whatever, whatever you can imagine. Would be like. It'd be like a snack for bounty hunters, I think. Trackle? Trackle. Tr- mm. <laughs> I was going to say something about track and field. A snack for track and field? Yeah. Why, does, keep, why, why is it a snack? I, what about it? We, we were talking about snack. pizza earlier. Now I'm hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So coming soon, trackle whatever that is. To I thought it was going to be another social media platform. I mean, you've got Twiddle. Now you have Trackle, Twiddle, and Trackle. Yeah, that's that sounds like trackle, a tag team. Trackle, <laughs> Twiddle, and Trackle the uh, the social media giants. Jason Twiddle and Jackson Trackle. Jackson Trackle. Yep. Uh, if only. Jackson Trackle. Why can't we live in a world where that's possible? Oh, wait. No, wait. I got it. Tyler Bate and Jackson Trackle. And their, <laughs> Tyler. Na- their, their, their uh, tag team name ba- is Bait and Trackle. Bait and Trackle. You bait them and then we trackle them. <laughs> Bait and trackle. See, I'm go- I keep going back to the bounty hunter thing too. What? <laughs> Get I off don't bounty know. hunters. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> because of I tracking. Like nobody, I feel like nobody ever, you know, mar- tries to market to bounty hunters. <laughs> There's an untapped resource there <laughs> right. for money that can be made. There's such a huge, huge market out there that is just being ignored. <laughs> yeah. You probably have like hundreds of bounty hunters just waiting for something to call their own. <laughs> I really like this, but I'd like it a lot more if I could relate to it. I really wish we had bait and trackle. <laughs> <laughs> bait. Uh, that's, the, that's the name of the episode this week. Bait, bait and trackle. trackle. <laughs> yeah. The bait and trackle special episode. <laughs> so... Oh crap! Okay. And, and with that being said, yeah, I think that's probably good. <laughs> we'll end on a high note or right. a low note, depending on how you're looking at it, depending on how bait and trackle made you feel. Hey, I've heard, I've heard worse. I've recorded worse. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a high note for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Twelve hundred yep. million. Yep. <laughs> Twelve hundred million bait and trackle sold. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so yeah, so that that concludes uh, our January special episode. Where, um, yep, it just does. It does. It's concluded. <laughs> Do you feel conclusive? I feel something. <laughs> What's the health update? Health update, um, 47.5%. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And climbing. <clears throat> climbing an eighth of a percent by each hour. Nice. Yes. So. All right. Well, like I said, you 
go get the Sudafed they keep behind the counter. And you make have, some meth with it. Make Don't do that. <laughs> Give them. That's the, what you were telling me to do earlier. No, I said <laughs> it's the stuff people use to make meth. Yeah, so I just assumed you wanted me to make meth. No. Oh. Definitely okay. not. Well, too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, yep. Well, they have oh, your ID on file. Yeah, but they'll never have my freedom. Nice. Yes. Braveheart. <laughs> Chicken. Chicken. So, yeah, um, if you are so inclined, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Quick Pain Pod. Uh, you can also visit our website, www.quickpainpod.com. Uh, we'll have blog postings and a little bit more about us. Uh, as well as links to all of these episodes if you want to hear more. So that being said, thank you all once again for checking us out. Um, and yeah. So there. Yeah. So there. That'll do it. <laughs> that, so. That'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. All right. We, yeah. Thanks, guys, for checking us out, and we will talk to you later. <laughs>